Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, pick God. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wilm, pickups. Thank you, Jared. Hey, everybody, this is Todd Novak. <laughs> welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. Uh, we are thrilled that you are listening to our show with us. It's like you're here, but you're not. But we can feel you, Woo-hoo. all of you. It's like we're all holding... No, we can't do that. Not we can't hold hands. No, no social distancing, no, please. Six feet apart right. from each other in this guitar universe. We're um, at least six feet apart. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> we have uh, we've got a, a very special guest on the line, as per usual, who we're going to introduce in just a quick second. But uh, well, heck, let's just do it right now, real quick. Who's on the line? Hey guys, it's me, Jesse. I'm from RudeTech.com. Oh, hey Jesse from RudeTech.com. Yeah. What are you doing here? Uh, oh nothing i'm just gonna talk <laughs> pedals um yes. he's uh in he's actually in the back room making hot dogs for all of us um so uh tony who mm-hmm. tony's having a mm-hmm. grounding issue for everybody just so just in case anybody hears anything if you hear this like sizzling bacon it's that his his uh me hungry. his audio input <laughs> it has a bad ground so he's got to put his finger on it or some part of his self on it so no, that we have a clear it's just signal. my finger okay it's perfectly perfectly clear uh todd what do we do on this show well i was just about to ask you tony what do oh. we do on this show well we like to talk about gear and the people who make this gear specifically boutique gear and by gear do you know what i mean todd yes I, what oh you'd understand jared do you know what i mean yeah, man. And so I like the, the one-on-ones. So I, so I don't have to say what it, what it means? No, I'm going to say it anyhow. So we're talking to people who make guitars and amps and pedals and accessories. And uh, occasionally, as Jared so eloquently put, we do a 101 episode. And right. that means that we talk in depth about a specific thing that bugs us all. We learn stuff. Yeah, and but, we t- learn but stuff. tonight we're not doing that. We're talking to Jesse from Rude Tech, who makes awesome pedals. And uh, Yeah, gonna, thank you. Yeah, we're going to dig into that. Um, for those uh, following along with their mobile phone or computer, uh, where can people find you or see what you're doing right now? Um, probably the easiest way is my Instagram. Go to rude underscore tech, R-U-D-E underscore T-E-C-H. And send me a DM or whatever, and we'll talk. Honestly, that's <laughs> I'm more responsive there than I am to my email. It's true, isn't it, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, myself as well. So, gentlemen, uh, we got a couple of announcements real quick I want to get to. Uh, we need to thank yeah. Road Mics. Well, that was kind of weak. Do it again. There we go. <laughs> Uh, right. Um, so we want to thank them for providing us the uh, Roadcaster Pro, which we gave away. Oh, it's yummy. Which is, I'm so thrilled I about that. S- what are we recording on if we gave it I away? Saw it. Oh, that's I saw true. that you gave it away. <laughs> yes, and that was a couple weeks ago by the time you're hearing this, but it doesn't matter. I'm still happy about that. And uh, it's going to a good home. And uh, I, from what I hear, there's going to be a bass podcast coming out. Yeah, I was going to say the dude's oh, making cool. a podcast for bass only. I'm so stoked on that. Very wow. cool, huh? 
Uh, I'm glad that went to him. That's, yes, I am too. I am too. Because there was like, a, well, I don't know, like 400 or so. I don't know. Can't remember how many. I'm just shocked at how many people do it wrong. There's instructions. And yes, mm. and people, st- I don't know if they get excited and just enter. Or they don't think about it. Or, or there were several people that tried to be funny about it and entered like, tons of times but anyways i digress uh we also want to i wanted to start an accordion only podcast yeah i want to be on that you could call it accordion to tony (laughs) Um, i mean how many times can you interview weird al though yeah Yeah, that's right that is true uh we need to also thank road because there that's who we're still talking about we need oh, to thank them. We are? Yeah, we need to thank them for the Procaster microphones, which are super mm-hmm. duper awesome, and uh, we're just really grateful for their support. I also uh, have a, a patron four on the floor from one of our executive producers. Hey, James Pennington yeah. sent us his four on the floor. He says, "Right now, it is the Earthquaker Devices Afterneath. Great name for a pedal. Hmm. The Earthquaker Devices." Cloven Hoof, the Idiot Box Effects, No Moon, It's a Killer Pedal. No, that's not the whole name. I was just reading. I'm like Ron Burgundy right there. It's just called No Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I literally burgundied. I love it. That's, that's exciting. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, and then last, the Stone Deaf Warp Drive. That sounds like a pretty fun board, man. I know Todd sure does. Yes, you guys are right. <laughs> it is. Todd, you <laughs> guys just sounded great, Todd. <laughs> We're awesome. Oh, boy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. I, I like the fact that there, there are two uh, of, of Akron's finest uh, on the, at the leading part of that uh, discussion. Yeah, that's kind of, uh, well, I mean, they make a two earthquakers. lot of pedals. They do. I, they I really do. who might have more pedals at this point, like leg- legitimately. Would it be JHS, Earthquaker, mm. or EHX? We know it's wow. not going to be Boss because oh, Boss wow. has a billion. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I but mean, in terms of boutique builder, it's up there. They're, and then, do you count versions? I don't like think how many you times count they've versions. redone no, because the whole EHX grail. would would win that by a yeah. mile. I think you have to count like what is it? No versions, no versions, just model. Somebody yeah. go figure that out. <laughs> we all have time, so somebody just do it. It can't be me. I don't know. I don't I'm a scientist, and I do not want to do that math. <laughs> well, that's a very interesting segue. Uh, can you just really <laughs> briefly tell us, like, what are you a scientist of? Uh, well, I'm an electrical engineer. I uh, built my first guitar pedal when I was a kid at, like, 12, and uh, it kind of set into motion me learning all about electronics, and then I got my electrical engineering degree, and then yada, 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 I became a rocket scientist and then quit that to do pedals full time. So, the end. So you're actually a rocket scientist. Are you literal, literally a rocket scientist? Not anymore. But you were. But you were. But you were. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, I was working at an aerospace testing complex and we would, uh, I would like design tests for whatever the test article was from, let's say, GE or Pratt & Whitney or whoever. So it would be like a turbine engine or a rocket engine or whatever. And we would 
hook it up in these test cells and run a bunch of tests on it for millions and millions of dollars and just pray we didn't break anything, hmm. which we did a lot. So what you're actually saying is building pedals is indeed rocket science. I mean, honestly, I'm doing way more engineering engineering now that I'm just doing pedals. Um, Cause I mean, at that job, a lot of it was purchasing, designing a system, and then you have to like spend a week drawing out it so that you could send the information to ETs or ITs so that they could like build the thing that you had designed. So, I mean, now it's just me. So everything I do is just, okay, I can engineer this. All right, engineer this. All right, I do a little bit of parts ordering and then I can get right back into it and learn much more electronics and stuff. Mm, interesting. That's very cool. <laughs> hey, everybody, why don't we get into what's going on in our music world this week? Tony's going to lead us off, and then we will uh, hear from Jesse. Okay, so in my music world this week, um, you know, I, I, I am shocked. Like today at the shop, uh, I was only in for a couple of hours, but I had to do some, uh, some painting. And, and this was not the best day to, to shoot lacquer, but um, so if I sound a little bit crazy, it's because I, I had... I had like 10 sets of Rickenbacker guards that needed to be shot in gold. And um, needless to say, that that kind of, uh, I mean, the good thing about it is it kills the mice that inhabit my shop from time to time. But <laughs> I think in some small way, it's probably killing me too. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's strange how, um, I, I really can't explain it, but it seems like every, you know, it cycles through, and, and and all of a sudden, I get this pile of you know in one week's time, all these orders for essentially the you know the same type of guard come through, and it's I mean there's just no rhyme or reason to it. It's just it happens. So I don't know if people are saying, "Well, I'm going to order a set of Rickenbacker guards from Pick Guardian. How about you?" And you know, suddenly ten people do that. It's just crazy. So I've been That's busy. Weird. That's cool. I've been I might busy look doing into your that. Google Analytics and see if there's like some, if they're all coming from the same uh, source in your Google Analytics, and see if like, oh, maybe a blog mentioned you or something. You know, that's that's. I mean, that's possible. I mean, the same thing. This is crazy. So, so last week, uh, it was uh, I sell uh, like vintage style Rickenbacker knobs. Mm -hmm. So they're like the. I mean, they're essentially the same type of knob you'd find on. Like uh, uh, a jazz bass, you know, with a little small knob, and but it, it's a set of four big ones and one small one. And I, you know, there was one order that came in, and then literally within a day or two, you know, five more orders came in for those. So it's it's just, huh. I mean, it, it, as long as I've been doing this, I mean, it's it, it always seems to happen in that way. And I don't again, it could be something people are are, are indeed discussing. You know what they're what they're ordering on various blogs or, or whatever. I don't know, but I'm happy that they are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Yeah, it's it's the best problem ever. Thank you, Tony. Uh, let's go over to Jesse from Rude Tech right now. Uh, in my musical world, I've just been. I made a promise in 2020. I was only going to play bass guitar, and so last week I was just you know it's quarantine, going a little bit crazy. All I did was learn meme songs on bass guitar, like you know Mario and 
that coffin dance, that coffin meme that's been going around. I learned the music to it. Okay, so d- if anybody doesn't know what to co- describe the coffin meme. All right, so it's these, this funeral in Ghana, and these guys in suits, white gloves, they're just dancing. They're going crazy on the ground, in the air, spinning around with a coffin, and it's a, a funeral in Ghana. It's like the proce- and, funeral uh, procession through the streets. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, and people set it to this crazy ass music, so I learned the music. And the the funny thing, at least I think it's funny, although sometimes I can't, I have to move my thumb over what I'm seeing because it, it it's, sometimes it can be disturbing. Um, but the whole point of the coffin dance is like you see the coffin guys because it's one of those like people in people failing or or disaster yeah, I hate things. that part. I'm like, so, yeah. Any anytime you do, see I want to watch it. I just want to get to the bike, dancing part. Don't look, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as dude, they 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 put the coffin guys dancing like right when the 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 <laughs> bad the bad bad part is supposed to happen, and it is like first time I saw that I remember just laughing out loud is yes this is brilliant (laughs) (laughs) and it's like a relief to see it because usually they cut out the part the big slam so like right before something bad happens they just cut to the guys dancing with the coffin yes thankfully because then you can yeah i don't have to constantly cover up my thumb (laughs) boy well that's kind of fun i mean your thumb on the e-string exactly (laughs) Um, i'm a big fan of it personally yeah well i I would be, but both my thumbs have been uh, moved to my pinky area. So we we had the thumb strange. discussion a few yes. weeks ago. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, all right, uh, Jared, what's going on with you, buddy? Uh, so, part three hundred of the story about me um, getting back together with a really good friend of mine and working on projects through GarageBand recording new songs and old songs that we did well over you know a quarter of a decade or a quarter of a uh, century ago mm-hmm. so i got all my stuff going and it's working really well that ties that ties in with your 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 pickups you know you have old pickups that look new and new yeah. pickups yeah. that look, look old and old pickups that look <laughs> old and old pickups that look new <laughs> that's right it all hey. comes full circle doesn't it yeah 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 Push it out, man. Push it for me. Um, no, but we've, we've been uh, working on stuff. It's so great because I'll lay down some lead lines and I'll do like three or four of them. And then the next day I'll come back and check and he picked out the better one because he'll have erased the other three. <laughs> um, and uh, then he'll tweak this. He'll tweak that. He'll ask me about this or that. And uh, I've never had so much fun. It's so easier to do that rather than... Um, having to get together at a house and uh, spending all the time, you know, putting that together and annoying people with loud amps and stuff. This is done with headphones, mm. so it's it's really really modern compared to you know when we all started when we were kids. I we still do it the old fashioned way. Dang it! Oh, of course you do. But um, <laughs> now that we're all secluded in our homes, you know. We don't have a choice, for the most part, and uh, yeah. that's the way we're doing. I mean, he's two and a half hours away, so it's it's not like we'd be getting together every day anyway. So yeah, that's great. Uh, so that's up and going, and it's it's. I'm using 
a lot of guitars that I usually don't get out. So it's uh, it's gotten me going. It's gotten me playing better. Um, and I needed something like this to kind of give me a kick in the butt to you know play more and, and get the rust off. So I guess that's the end of that. That's the end of that story right there because it's, it's a happy ending. So. Yeah. When are we going to hear the finished products? Uh, that's up to him mainly. So. Mm. Huh. Very cool. When he thinks they're done, he'll put them on YouTube and I'll give you guys a yeah. links. There you go. All right. How about another, you, Todd? And an, oh, and a bonus. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. And just a bonus, going. just for nostalgic-wise, I, I got out the old VH, VHS tapes <laughs> and cassette tapes, and I found a bunch of our stuff that we did you know, back in the mid-'90s. And I put some of that on YouTube without their permission. So. <laughs> Whether it's embarrassing or not, I don't know. Ah, awesome. Fancy. Well, and everybody can go I'll, look at that. Uh, how about yeah, you, and Todd? Laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just well, not, I'm not going to introduce. I'm going to I'm not going <laughs> to. No, forget it. Forget it. I'm gonna you guys Tony's had, cube. that's two times. I'm listening to you, Tony. I'm not, I'm not going to even talk anymore. Okay. Uh, for me, I, so one of my absolute favorite bands, um, I just, I still love listening to is, uh, the Smiths. And, uh, <laughs> I uh, followed Johnny Marr on the uh, on the old Instagram and stuff, and he's been doing something kind of cool, like just playing playing through some of his you know songs, and these are like epic, timeless rock songs that just are you know done by a master. And one of my favorites, which is actually this is a little known fact, I'm just spilling this on the world right now. My shower song, okay. I have oh a sh- boy! I have a shower song. Everybody's got a. Sh- Come on, everybody's got a shower oh, song. I've, yeah, I've got like two or three that are in rotation, yeah. heavy rotation. Mine for years and years has been Cemetery Gates, um, not nice. by Lamb of God, uh, <laughs> uh, but by no, no. but by the Smiths. And uh, so he he was saying, uh, you know, so I, uh, he asked people what they what he what they want him to do, and so he's just out like in his backyard with an acoustic guitar, and he says. Uh, somebody asked me to to play through, meaning play it, and then kind of show how he's doing it a little bit. Uh, Cemetery Gates, and I was just so happy about that. And then so I immediately grabbed my acoustic guitar, and I'm like, "Well, I gotta, I gotta do this too." And so it was kind of fun, just like I'm playing along with Johnny Marr, and I was like, "This is really neat." You know, he's in his backyard. I'm not in his backyard. That would be weird. Or awesome. Were you in the sh- Were you in the shower? <laughs> I was not in the shower, uh, although I, I, you know, it put me back in the shower mentally. But so, anyways, but that that <laughs> oh, what boy. what was really interesting about that particular one is it also made me think that like there are many trackings of him playing uh, that song in in the actual song in different positions on the on the actual fretboard. So he's not just playing, you know, uh, GCD up in the cowboy area um, over and over again. He's playing it in many different places, uh, those those chords on the neck. And, and that's kind of some of the magic of what they do. 
And, and so that just kind of made me want to go, well, heck, I need to learn. I, w- I want to learn more about this and this kind of way of playing. So anyways, pretty fun. Huh. So did you get that, that, see that? Did you get that link uh, I sent you to Jonesy's Jukebox? Speaking of people singing in showers. Yes. Uh, when I left California, Jonesy, had, Jonesy was maybe about a year, maybe two years into his station on KROQ and uh uh he's I'm obviously a very entertaining character that's Steve Jones from uh, Sex Pistols um yes and uh but there there was on if you go to the website there's actually a uh, uh some recent stuff of him <laughs> he's he's he is in in the shower playing an acoustic guitar yeah he, uh, that's where, that's where he does all that, that stuff cuz i guess yeah, it's he great just gets the best tone in there <laughs> um he's a funny chap that that man yes, yeah. yes. anyways um uh speaking of funny chaps one two one two three four on the floor all right jesse from rude tech let's hear four on the floor okay so i love the show and i really have more fun when people have like a theme to their four on the floor so mine is the pedals that I first became aware of when I was in high school and first like learning that uh, pedals could change my sound, you know, whatever. So the very first pedal that I would choose for my board is the uh, Boss OS2. It's that overdrive distortion. And the reason I'm picking that, it, you like blend between an overdrive and a distortion signal. And that blew my mind. It's, it's, I was like, it sounds so, so totally different than um, just like a DS1 or something like that. Um, but the reason that I first got that pedal from Mars Music, by the way, um, was because there is this band in Nashville called Silent Friction. And the lead singer, Matt, he had that pedal. So the guitarist in my <clears throat> Scott band, uh, he got that pedal too because that's what Silent Friction played. And I listened to it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. And of course, I had to run to Mars Music and that was my very first pedal, Boss OS2. I still play it to this day. Did and you kind clear of your throat me, uh, right before you said ska? That's, that's required by ska yes. musicians, right? Um, <laughs> we're going to have to cut that entire part out because that's a liability. I can't have anybody knowing that I was in a um, <laughs> one of those bands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he uh, it was it was super dope, and I uh, it reminds me of the uh, Empress. Um, oh my gosh, I'm gonna screw this up. What was it called? The Multi Drive? Is that right? It's an Empress pedal that has a fuzz and an overdrive and a distortion all mixed together, and you can like blend them all. Um, Steve Bragg, incidentally, was one of the first people that gave me uh, uh, advice when I was starting up Rude Tech. And oh, wow. I sent him an email out of the blue in like 2011 or something like that. But yeah, he sent me this huge email back giving me all this advice. And I was like, oh my God, he spent way too much time on a guy that he doesn't know from Adam. But yeah, that was super cool. That's awesome. That is one yeah, right? smart dude. He's, like I've met wow. so many pedal people and I've never met him. I've only exchanged emails with him. Mm-hmm. But my next pedal is also going to be a distortion. Uh, it's the DOD Attacker. Um, I got this pedal from Nashville Muse 
used music in either 1999 or 2000. And um, what I really like about it, it has like a little onboard compression knob. Uh, it's not a fantastic compressor, um, but when I was playing it, I was like, whoa, I'm way better than I thought I was. Man, I'm really good. This is great. And I didn't know why. as because it has that uh, compressor on board. But I really, really liked it years later because I saw a video of Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo. Mm. You know how he has that Stratocaster that he duct tapes a bunch of uh, pedals, like a ring mod and a distortion to it. Mm-hmm. And that pedal was taped to one of the horns of his Stratocaster. I was like, oh my God, my pedal's even cooler than I thought it was. I thought it was just some tw- $25 thing that I got from Nashville used music, but now it's, I know it's really cool. <laughs> I, I don't know if, mo- but it doesn't sound great. I, I don't know if, if, if everyone knows this, I, sometimes people are surprised to hear this. I don't know if they know it, but, uh, Mark Mothersbaugh does from Devo. So he's the, he's the guy with the glasses and the Devo, uh, <laughs> does, has done all of the Wes Anderson music. I think pretty Dude, he much did all, the, all the music for Tiger King. He did. I did. I now yeah, I didn't isn't know that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, uh, I did not know that. Um, but yeah, uh, well, between between him and uh, Danny Elfman, I, I think know, they have right? the you know the no uh, kidding monopoly on movie soundtracks. Yeah, and they were both fighting for the for the charts uh, at the same time too. That's that's pretty cool. Anyways, okay. Yeah, there's an interview of him. He did a uh, Mountain Dew commercial back in like the early '90s. And like put a bunch of subliminal messages about how consumerism is destroying America and stuff in a commercial. <laughs> I love it. And they listened to it and they loved it. And they're like, oh, yeah, I hear in the background, buy Mountain Dew, buy Mountain Dew. And I was like, no, that's not what it says at all. But he didn't correct them. Genius. <laughs> I know, genius. right? Uh, so uh, speaking of genius, what do you got for number three here? All right. Number three is a Boss PH2 Super Phaser. Um, I like this. I first saw this because in my first band ever, I was a freshman and I was in a band with some of the seniors in high school. And Matt, he, the dude who was a senior, played this phaser. And I was like, holy crap, this is the first effect that I've heard that wasn't like a drive or anything. And got to hear and play with it in person right there. And it was like, swirling around. I was like, this is blowing my mind this is bizarre and you know it's just a simple phaser i mean there's so many pedals now that'll do so much crazier stuff but i mean it blew my mind at the time um but i really like that one because it's one of the boss phasers that's still back analog before they switched it over to digital and uh sounds great sounds amazing even today phasers are number four that way uh, when you were just like you know just like I'm so glad phasers have evolved so that it isn't just you just turn it on and you're like, well, there's a phaser. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have one that Boss did one where it was like a tap for the uh, speed of the phaser. I thought that was pretty cool. I think that was, I mean, that was definitely a digital one. Mm-hmm. Awesome. How about number four? All right. Number four, this one's out of uh, high school, but I used to do uh, repairs for Eastside Music here in East Nashville. And I would repair every pedal you could think of. And 
I remember just noticing some of them were like, man, why would you ever build a pedal this way? You know it's going to break when you, uh, say, solder the foot switch directly to the PCB and then have the uh, pots mounted to the face of the pedal. It's going to flex slightly over and over and break eventually. Um, my pedal is the Diamond Memory Lane, and that thing is built like a tank. I opened it up and I was like, oh my God, this is designed to never break, ever. Like if I saw a real beat up, scratched up memory lane on reverb, let's say, and somebody was like, yeah, man, I don't even know if it works. Haven't plugged it in. It's uh, really trashed, you know, offer what you want. I would, you know, offer anything in a heartbeat just because I know for a fact that pedal is going to play. And uh, I try to design my pedals nowadays to be, you know, super uh, hardened and super, super rugged. And I take a lot of cues from just opening up that first memory lane being like, oh, people can make really smart design decisions. I really like this. That's awesome. That's good to have a good inspiration like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever heard of that one before. Dude, yeah. It's great. It's, I think it was... Don't quote me on this, but I think it was the first delay to have tap tempo. Oh, okay. I didn't know that either. I mean, I know Diamond uh, makes a, a heck of a compressor. Um, I mean, they, they're oh, yeah, big famous time. for that one. Um, we talked to them at NAMM, and they said, yeah, we'll come on the show. Crickets. Hello, Diamond. Call us back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was so impressed by it. Well, awesome, man. That sounds like four. That sounds like a really cool uh, group of pedals. I like that. Yeah, I'm got a little drive, got a little uh, modulation, got a little uh, delay. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good indeed. All right. Uh, before we jump into the interview, I just wanted to give a big fat shout out uh, to our pal John Fiddle. Uh, you've heard us uh, talk about him before. We're going to keep talking about him because uh, we're using his studio and. Um, uh, we want to we want to give props over there. So, John, how's John doing these days? John is hanging in there by a thread. If I'm perfectly honest, uh, the uh, music industry, uh -huh. as we discussed with Drew uh, this last episode, um, has hit him pretty hard too. So, uh, but he's some of the stuff that's keeping him afloat is what's what he does on on in addition to recording bands and stuff. Uh, so uh, anyway, so he does a heck of a job at recording, engineering, mixing, mastering your type of music, uh, which is guitar type of music, because you're listening to a guitar podcast. That's how I know that. I'm not just reading your mind. <laughs> uh, he's a guitar player himself, and he is super, super into tone and has worked wonders with uh, with many bands, including my own. And you can find him at johnfintel.com, J-O-N-Fintel.com, and uh, at Relay Recording. So, thanks, John. Uh, now, Jesse from Rude Tech, let's... Uh, now, how did you come up with this name, Rude Tech? Um, <laughs> so, I was... Uh... My last name is Rue. Don't tell anybody, okay? Mm -hmm. um, but nobody can spell it. And I think it's Welsh or I have no idea, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I also was working at this aerospace testing complex at the time as a rocket scientist. And they were very adamant that you don't moonlight. And 
I wasn't like, I mean, we were on 13 hour test schedules going from like 3 a.m. to 3 p.m. Wow. And yeah, it was crazy. So, of course, they didn't want you having a job outside of your normal job because, I mean, that could violate OSHA guidelines or whatever. Um, but, you know, I wasn't staying up into the wee hours of the night soldering pedals and stuff. I was just, you know, talking on forums or, you know, it's Nashville. So, like a session musician would say he wanted this a clone of a certain pedal but with a certain feature. So, like, I wasn't spending a ton of time on it. But I called it R-U-D-E. Because, let's all be fair, the 90s happened, and we all agreed that Ska was the greatest music of all time. That's done. <laughs> you know. This is the, and, you know, specials are still one of my absolute all-time favorite. I know they happened just before that, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I watched that a documentary. It was like a Trojan Records documentary of the specials, talking about how so good. Like Ghost Town and how they were just breaking up when Ghost Town was happening. Yeah. But yeah, so that's Rude Tech. I didn't want my last name to show up because I got a really Moon unique Boy. last name. I don't <laughs> want anybody to Google me and find out that I was moonlighting. How do you actually spell your last name in Welsh? I'm curious here. It's probably with a bunch of runes. I don't oh, know. Interesting. Uh, it's spelled R-H-E-W in English, but it's probably just scratchings on a uh, clay tablet. Is how you truly spell it. I don't know. I, I see. Pronounced Chardet. Okay. Got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oldie but a goodie. I love that one. <laughs> Anyways. All uh, right. So, okay. So we got through that one. That was, I mean, that was a big, big question. And I know everyone can sleep well tonight knowing how Rude Tech got <laughs> its name. Uh, you've already established that you were a rocket scientist and a lover of science and mechanics and engineering and all that stuff. Uh, you could go many, many ways with that. Uh, you've, you're solidly sitting in the realm of guitar pedals. Um, you have one out right now that uh, you have managed to splatter pretty well across uh, Instagram. Uh, why don't we just talk about that one really quick so everybody has an idea of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the, uh, and I'm realizing now that I've never pronounced the name out loud. So, it's called the Three Muff Fourteen. I pronounced guess is Chardet. how you pronounce it. <laughs> What's that? It's pronounced Chardet. Um, I would it, say it's the Three Mu F Fourteen. Three. It's the Three Mu F Fourteen <laughs> F Dash Fourteen. I mean, who knows? You could be right. I don't know. <laughs> but it's uh, the idea is that it's three muff pedals in one. I actually designed it for Jake from uh, Jeff the Brotherhood. Some guy designed a muff that he really loved, and it was just his sound through all the albums. And it just, you know, over tour, just started dying. Because it was, it was built by a 16-year-old that was a fan of theirs. Oh, wow. So I built a muff that had his muff in it, a muff that I wanted, which was the green muff, and then like a Civil War muff. So you can s switch between the different versions of the circuit on the fly. And... I didn't typically play muffs a lot because I don't really like the mid cut on them. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody told me the trick. I think it was, man, I forget who told me this, but you run a muff into an overdrive, set the tone kind of high, and it evens out all the uh, mid Scoopy notch that a muff has. Yeah. 
just evens things out and it sounds great. Sounds real creamy. So I built a creamy. I, I hate it when people talk about their toes. It's real creamy. It's real smooth. <laughs> it's got a little uh, crunch to it. It's got a little crackle. I don't know. Um, but I built in a overdrive. Yeah. It's sillibent. Um, <laughs> but I designed a tone circuit for an overdrive that perfectly matches with the uh, with the mid scoop of a muff, and then just tacked it onto the end and put it on a second foot switch. So it's one pedal, but like two pedals that you can kick on. And uh, then I made everything look like you know I'm trying to draw from what's my background and my branding. What's it going to be? I have no idea. Uh, and I put. Oh, it's going to look like the cockpit controls of a MiG jet. And that's where the name comes from. It's supposed to be like a MiG-29 or something like that. So it's the three muff, because there's three muffs in it. 14. Oh, the three and the 14 is like a pie. So. Uh, clever. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, it can't be too clever if I have to explain it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like it's three, and it's also got a fourteen. Yeah, I no, but like you guys get it. I like from a MIG fighter. I like mine so better. Why don't you understand this? I like apple pie. Apple. I like pie mew. <laughs> yes, the three mew. Yeah. F dash fourteen. <laughs> so, uh, I, you, the 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 looks of this thing. I mean, it's really cool. You get this in your hand, you're like, oh, this is really something. Because let's be honest, anytime we've seen anybody in a cockpit sitting there flipping all the switches and stuff, the cool thing about the, all the switches, it's not so much that they're switches. It's like when you got to flip the red lever up to then click yeah. the switch, it's like, oh, what's that going to do? And it like snaps into place. Right. Uh, so yours have the little... Um, switch guards I, what do you call those things switch guards yeah just toggle guards switch guards those are actually made by a uh those are the same toggle guards that are in the batmobile <laughs> in like yes. movies and stuff wow it's this uh it's this company that makes uh airplane um, control panels in connecticut or something like that i think it's like perihelion designs or something but they supply uh AV for movies and stuff. So when they were designing control panels for the Batmobile, of course, those are the guards that they ordered. How about that? Yeah, I only found that out like a month ago. So you got that's that's turning into quite a special pedal. Even for those who haven't yeah, even heard it, it's like there's a lot going into this thing here. <laughs> well, I have to say that I really enjoyed this pedal, and and normally I'm not a big fan of the the muffy kind of things and fuzzy kinds of things but with uh with my the rig that i tested it with it just i mean i just loved just about every sound that came out of it well yeah. thank you tell them about your rig real quick what you what you used it on because i think that it's so a lot. yeah so so i was using um it is a strat body basically an esquire it's uh, it's got tele tele bridge single pickup but it's a super hot single coil bridge pickup and i was running that into box uh, ac50 hand wire as you know celestian blue so it's 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 that i mean I, that's the loudest what I, amps i've ever heard well for a 15 watt amp yeah it's a, it's incredibly loud but that's kind of my, i mean i know what that amp sounds like so that's what i usually test most of the, the pedals and things on 
Um, and it just sounded great. And, and the thing that I liked about the pedal is, is a lot of times, you know, we'll get some, you know, overdrives, muffs, fuzzes, whatever that tend to just clip on the, you know, the treble frequencies. And to mm -hmm. me, that's, that's just painful. And the Vox itself is a relatively bright amp. So, uh, I mean, this just really, I think it, it, it boosted out the mids maybe a little bit more. And and maybe I, I don't know if you how you have the uh, you know, the EQ set on it, but um, it, it seemed to you know maybe tame out the high end a little bit too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I mean, there are even tone uh, knobs for the mids drive. If you open up the pedal, you can mm -hmm. like switch out the clipping stage transistors, switch out the uh, op amp for the mids drive. There are little two little trim pots where you can make the mids drive really really high and mm -hmm. then change the tone of it so if you want to like saturate the uh, overdrive part i mean i think that's overkill uh but who knows somebody in a doom band might want to do that <laughs> yeah exactly now the one thing i didn't notice a lot of difference on were the three uh what do we call them yeah the three versions i mean i could definitely hear some but it's not as uh as severe maybe as i as i was expecting yeah it was the um black version i think is a little tighter if i had to describe it it's like mm -hmm. the 90s black new york muff uh, kind of one and then the uh, civil war one i think it has a little bit better bass response and um the green one has just very slightly higher uh output on the very last stage okay uh, yeah, they're really subtle differences, though. But sometimes, oh, I want to sound like David Gilmore right now, so I'm going to switch to Civil War mode or something like that. <laughs> or I want to sound like Sleep, talk about stone or metal or something. So uh -huh. I'm going to switch it to the green mode. <laughs> I think what you're running it into as well, uh, that's something that I experienced, uh, switching, them, switching them around and like skipping. So if I have uh, one overdrive that comes after that, um, and I'm, I'm on Civil War, but I turn that overdrive off and I let it go to another one, it sounds very different. Also, because it's going into a totally different pedal, being able to switch that up up front provides so many awesome combinations. Well, fortunately, you can tell these ones apart. They're not that close as to you have to be a cork sniffer to understand this. Um, <laughs> now, Tony... I. I thought that you told me also that you ran you ran it through your Moz. Is that no, no? That was uh, that was the other the gentleman pedal. Oh, that the, I was oh, running through because I because I couldn't get because yeah. I, I couldn't get my my Vox to clip enough to to test that one out. Gotcha. So I did not try this one through the other amp because I I was happy with the way it sounded in the in the Vox. Yeah. Cool. Uh, now, so that one has got you going right now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's keeping you pretty busy. Yeah, that's kind of my, uh, you know, I've been doing rude tech for a long time, but it was all, I had the chorus for a really long time. That was my first mass produced pedal. Everything else I'm here in Nashville was like uh, a one-off thing for a session musician or a particular studio I've got two signals that I need to mix in a certain way, and I just do one-off design. Mm -hmm. um, the three muff is kind of like a brand relaunch for me, so I was, you know, getting more into mass producing 
products. And I was going to release some stuff at Summer Nam, but now that's not happening. Um, oh. Nope. Yeah, right. I was going to do a collaboration with another pedal company and a guitar company. And I was like, oh, I'm so stoked to have my name next to these guys. Like, how amazing would that be for me? But You know, nope. I've got some good news for you. Oh, hit me. I got my refund today from yeah. <laughs> investing <laughs> in Nam. Why, it, they, they paid me back. <laughs> so it's real, more really good news for you. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> but right. it is good news. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, it does suck, man. It sucks not having Nam this year. It, it was it was kind of like a it hit home when they did refund the the funds that I had already yeah, invested. It, 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 it hurt. It was like I'd rather have Nam, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you disclose any of these special things you were doing? You no. do, you don't have to, but that's it, okay. It might happen someday, but I, I I was planning to release a couple new pedals, and I'll probably just do it as soon as they're done. Mm. So again, I mean, if you want to find out about those, Instagram Rude Tech is my Instagram Rude underscore Tech. But uh, I'll probably, as soon as they're ready to go, I'll probably be like, all right, we've got one week countdown before it's launched. So gotcha. Not as I mean, fun people as people are on it now. They're yeah. on Instagram now more than ever. They so. really are. Yeah. really are i mean i know i am yes yeah i mean i one day or a few days i was slow in sales so i went on instagram did about three or four posts and the next couple of days i was super busy yeah instagram has been the best marketing for me like i used to pay uh in my previous life i was a uh, e-commerce consultant for businesses it was my most recent job help them choose where they're going to put their ad spend. All right, what pop-ups are you going to put on your site so you make the ad spend go as far as possible so you're, these people aren't just hitting the site and then disappearing forever? How are you going to retarget them? And I was doing all that stuff through Facebook, spending like 900 bucks a month. And now yeah. every post on Instagram is totally free, and it works so much better. Yeah. Oh, yes. Now, uh, I said goodbye to Facebook yeah, I mean it's safe to say I, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. I don't know if it's true or not, so whatever. But I don't know if we would be in the state of boutique bliss that we would right now if it wasn't for Instagram. I mean, honestly, yeah, I don't know how else we'd find I, out about agree all, the, all these, yeah. the, you know, the people like you. It's it's the, it. You can't. It just doesn't come up if you are on those other platforms back then. Uh, so, um, I'm. I think we all need to uh, tip the hat to our, our pals who uh, made made up the Instagram. <laughs> but um, yep, yeah. So uh, you still are making though. You have the uh, the ain't afraid fuzz and the proto chorus. You're still making those, right? Yeah. No, the chorus I discontinued, that was actually part of... I will announce a uh, the next product that I was going to do. So I haven't told anybody about this, but I'm redesigning my chorus. And I was going to have a new chorus relaunch, probably do like a metal face plate on it uh, to keep the brand aesthetic uh, going. And mm -hmm. that was going to be my big launch at NAMM. But, mm -hmm. you know, now it'll just... As soon as it's done, I'm just going to launch. Awesome. But yeah, I was going to relaunch the chorus. The uh, Ain't Afraid Fuzz is actually a charity pedal that I do. I had a friend who had cervical cancer, 
and she started oh my gosh little charity and it um you know they sold t-shirts they did special shows and stuff and it raised a bunch of money for yeah it's youth empowerment through arts and humanities and they teach uh kids camps every summer so kids from like seven to 17 and uh the first week they'll do an all girls one and they'll go to different cities and the next week they'll do a teens one and this is the kids learning for the first time about rock and roll maybe they've never picked up an instrument before and it's cool to see because like they experiment with makeup and dressing weird and like this is their week to be a rock star it's super cool wow that's awesome but yeah jesse and i were uh uh camp counselors at those camps but uh she eventually died of uh, cervical cancer. She was in that band, uh, Those Darlings. And her mom actually, like a year later, picked the charity up and started doing uh, a bunch of crazy things with it. And now we're raising a ton of funds for uh, uh, cervical cancer awareness and um, partnering with Vanderbilt to teach classes and uh, raising money for youth uh, music education stuff. And I'll teach like soldering classes to kids that are seven years old. It's crazy. Oh, They're way man. smarter than I am. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Can you but teach that, Todd how to say the word soldering? <laughs> All right. I, I mean, honestly, I don't even know if I can say <laughs> salt, soldering. Yes. Soldering. Chardet. Uh, <laughs> uh so, well, man, that that's, I'm so glad that, that uh, you touched on that because I, it's it's good that people are out there doing it. Like I'm, I'm going to be well. At this point in time, you will have heard about uh, the small sound, big sound uh, pedal that um, uh, we when we had Brian from Small Sound Big Sound on uh, earlier or later last year. Um, uh, in the middle of the show, we just started kicking around an idea for pedal, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll make it." And I was like, huh, "Okay." Well, he I finally got it. It showed up. Like as I'm recording this right now, it just it showed up like 10 minutes before we got on. And I was like oh, out of my happened. mind excited. And he's like a large portion of what he's doing is is going to um to charity. And I, I'm just so I'm always so impressed at our community the the guitar world community at how instantly we we are there to support other people when mike trombley uh, our friend from uh, native audio got in his like horrible horrible car accident I, I mean instantly it was like boom there's a fund to help out mike trombley mm. um when the australian fires happened boom i mean they raised a whole bunch of money like a ton of money for that and and causes all over the place uh, that are needed to help our the people in our community and and others so it's just really exciting to hear that kind of stuff so thank you for doing that man yeah definitely uh well 
can you tell us uh, just really briefly? We're going to start uh, easing out of this here segment, uh, but what can we look for from you moving forward in the future after someone goes and gets one of these thermofortine distortions? Thermof- the thermofortine, uh, because they are that is truly it is an awesome pedal. I highly recommend y'all go out there and get one of those. Um, and after yeah, they you. do, what can they? What else can they maybe? Give us a little hint of what's coming beside beside your chorus. So my background is in uh, digital design and uh, programming, and um, all my past jobs have been like with the rocket scientist job is more like signal clarity and things like that. So I really like focusing on modulation effects. So expect a lot of those from me, uh, and it I'm going to do a lot more stuff with. Uh, microcontroller programming mm-hmm. pedals so it's there the all the controls will be digital and uh but i'll keep obviously the voices analog that's awesome well man that's very cool can't wait to see what you come up with uh knowing that big old brain ears is behind some awesome pedals <laughs> <laughs> among other things yes all right jared ladies and gentlemen it's everyone's favorite part of the show <laughs> And uh, I'm going to sing you a little jingle that goes uh, like this. Would you rather? All right. This week's Would You Rather is fairly simple, but you're going to think about it for a minute. Would you rather keep the best guitar that you own now, or would you rather trade that in for the best guitar that you lost in the past or sold in the past that you really want back. Hmm. That's a pretty good one. Well, all right. Uh, we're going to go around the horn here. That's a good one, Jared. Uh, Tony. Hmm. So I'm thinking, I'm putting on my thinking cap. Um, there are any number of guitars that I sometimes regret getting rid of. I'm trying to think if there's any that I would prefer over some of the ones that I have now. It's you not know easy, is it? No, it's not easy because when you when you th- you know, it's all it's all kind of relative because at the time you know if you weren't using something you just said well, okay I don't need this anymore. Um, I think I am still going to keep. Uh, I'm going to keep my, uh, my, 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 I guess you'd call it best guitar, um, that I have now only because it was one that I, I wanted for so many, many years. And that would be the, the Rickenbacker 360 12 V64. So it's modeled after George Harrison's, uh, 12 string Rick. And, I, I over the years I had tried to modify various like three thirties and other things like that, and it was never quite right. And so uh, one came available. Gosh, now I probably had it for about ten, twelve years at least, maybe longer. And um, and that was the one that that you know it was everything that I expected it to be. So I'm going with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Keeping my it. my best guitar now. Okay, Jared. Yeah, this is super tough. Um, 
the one guitar that means a lot to me was my 1974 Gibson SG Standard that was in mint condition when I bought it in 1994. And I paid 500 whole dollars for it. <laughs> um, that was a lot of money in 94. Especially to a 16-year-old kid. I was at when a gig with my band, and I set it on a surface and a light, a big light, vibrated off and landed on it. I was not smart enough to put it in the case. So the oh, neck snapped geez. on it. It happened at a the coffee shop that there were three bands playing at. We were headlining and they had insurance companies. So they said, Hey, you can turn this into the insurance. And I said, okay. So I gave the guitar to the insurance company and they wrote me a check for $500. Whoa. And now the same guitar in mint condition, not broken, um, goes for about three to 4,000 bucks, maybe two to 3,000. Somewhere in there, but uh, after all that being said, no, nah, I'm keeping the <laughs> my '62 SG Ebony Block is, uh, because that one's a lot is. more rare. Yeah, I'm keeping that one. You just wanted to talk about your guitar goofball. I did, I did. Well, no, I had to th- I had to think it through. But the one I have now, the '62 Ebony Block, that's just I'm keeping that. I can't get rid of that. No, they're very rare. Yes. All right, Jesse, how about you? All right, so I'm glad I didn't go first because I've been thinking about my answer this whole time and I'm still not 100% sure I've got the right answer. But um, my guitar now, my best guitar now, is a Charvel SoCal, uh, the one with the pick guard on the front. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. I really wanted a, uh, uh, what do you call that, variable radius neck or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever. But um, there was this, my first guitar that I ever got that wasn't like my Squire uh, little practice Stratocaster. It was a black Stratocaster made in Mexico from 1997, I think. Nice. I know. I thought, I was like, oh, it's made in Mexico. It's not the American one. It's cheap. I think it was 239 bucks. Um and I was like, oh, it's just the Mexican one, whatever. Put a few They're stickers gem, on it man. that I really like. Yeah, exactly. The, if you can, if I could find a Stratocaster made in Mexico in the 90s now, I'd be like, oh my God, I love it. I want it. Give it to me. But also the combination, it had a few stickers on it, like Aquabat stickers and like <laughs> some weird like waste management stickers that I had found <laughs> and uh, put on there. It was like, Man, if I could find that guitar again, would I trade my Charvel for it? I think I would. I think I'd go the guitar I lost. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't blame how, you. How about you, Todd? Uh, well, the the only one that I ever had that was, I guess, worth much at all uh, was a a Gibson Les Paul Studio, um, which. I, the only reason I'm even thinking about this is because my friend also has a Gibson Les Paul studio and we showed up to kind of jam together after he was in a band for a while. I was in a band for a while. I'm like, Hey, let's see if we can do something. And he pulls his out. I didn't, I didn't even know that he had this 
and, and he grabs the case, pulls it out, and and it's the exact same color. It's the exact same guitar. I was like, wait, what? And and he said, dude, let's check the numbers. They're consecutive numbers. Whoa, that's cool, dude. What? Yeah, consecutive numbers. Did you buy it from the same place or something? No, I bought mine used. He bought his used. Whoa. Yeah, that's random. That's in the same city. We were we lived in the same city. I don't I don't remember where he got his, but um, uh, I mean, uh, it was just <laughs> random. But what are the chances so of that weird. happening though? Zero. Zero. Slim to none. Yes. Well, uh, point zero 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 one. So uh, my consideration here was like, okay, do I get that back to give up one of mine? And I no, I can't. I got to stick with my. I don't know if I, I don't. I don't know if I have a best guitar, but the one that I would say maybe would re, would have replaced that uh, that Les Paul would be the uh, the Les Paul double cut that I have. So. I love that guitar. Keep it. Yep. So I'm keeping mine. Keeping I'm keeping. Are we all keeping, keeping ours? It. Everybody's no, keeping it. No, I went theirs. for my one I lost. You went for the one you lost. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I went for that one. Good. Well, you know, maybe in maybe in a long time after I have some more guitars because I don't I don't have that many to be able to look look in the past and. But uh, yeah, that was a good one. Anyways, it's good hearing your stories, you guys. You guys. Uh, all right, uh, Tony Baloney. I am. We got a couple people to thank. Every week we thank them, and they are our executive producers. That's right. Now, someone's probably out there saying, "What is this executive producer love thing that I keep hearing about on the podcast? It's driving me nuts. I need to know how to become one." Yep. Here's what you do: you go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs that's right check out the various levels in which you can participate and become a patron of this very podcast you get great stuff there's t-shirts and barefoot buttons and picks and stickers and oh my keychains and and giveaways oh don't forget big juicy giveaways oh my goodness uh, what was that big giveaway we just had, Todd? A road, Roadcaster Pro. A Roadcaster Pro. So there you go. Check it out. Perfect. Get in. Just just do one of those levels. But there is a certain level. We call it the executive producers. That gets a very something special. In addition to all that great stuff. Jared, what happens? You get to have your name read on the thing. Yes, it's read, not written, as That's we right. discussed this last a week or two ago. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that right now. So a very big thanks to these executive producers, Mr. Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Chris Kearney, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk. Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Brad Partridge, Chris Heidel, John Esterly, Tim Nowak, Doug Gann, Dustin Jones, Brett Alexander, James White, Matt Hart, James Pennington, 
Adam Johnson, Mark Garden, and Steve Keys. Liam Martin from Bill Gola Guitars. Oh, but wait, wait. I almost forgot. There is wait, there's a... More? There's more. There's more. even more. There's a special, special group of executive producers. They have a very secret handshake. We call them our grand poobas. They have fezes that they wear when while listening to the podcast. It's a requirement. Those would be Jonathan Jerusic, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Cody Lane, Cody Foster, and Tommy Manasco. Thank you to each and every one of you guys. We really appreciate it. And if I didn't read your name and you participate on Patreon, we thank you as well. And love yes. you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so very much at every level. Uh, and also, thank you for your patience in things going out. Uh, I've got a handful of reward packages that need to get out, uh, and I am hoping to do so. So uh, apologies for the, for the late sauce on that, but I promise... All the goodies are coming. I swears it. Jesse, where can people find you and Rude Tech? Yes, dog. Well, <laughs> go to go to RudeTech.com and definitely hit me up on Instagram, uh, Rude, R-U-D-E underscore Tech, T-E-C-H. And, you know, send me a message. Say hi. I don't care. And if you check out, yeah, I mean, you've made it this far. Come on. I got to give you something. If you check out at rudetech.com and use the code knobs, K-N-O-B-S, I'll give you 10% off. So nice. Right I don't know why I don't know why you've listened to me ramble this long, <laughs> but you did it. I can't let you go away empty-handed. I like I that. I think they nice. were waiting for me to do my announcements. I think that's why they waited that yeah. long. No, we, we, oh. it, waiting is the key part. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> um, that is awesome and if you do if you do if anyone needs to re-roll their sleeping bags or something you know while i do that please continue to do that <laughs> uh, so uh, uh thank you so much jesse for that generous offer everybody make sure you get to rudetech.com okay and uh and go okay. get that stuff get that 10 percent off Yes, and get that knobs, K N O B S. That is an awesome pedal. You need to get your hands on for sure. And you yes. know, and then go back and check out his other new stuff that's coming out. Uh, Tony Baloney, where can people find you? Uh, you can go to TonyBaloney.com. No, you can't. You need it doesn't exist. <laughs> it should exist. That's Maybe right. I have to check that. Let me get check that domain. Yeah, I would. Uh, I just go over it. to pick. Oh, damn you. Um, go over to pickguardian.com and, uh, you can see some of the things that I do and offer for sale. If there's something there that you don't see or you need, or you want to discuss, shoot me an email. We will get you taken care of. Uh, some of the projects we talk about are listed on my Instagram account, which is pickguardian and the number one. I like it. Jared, where can people find oh, you? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Go to brandonwanpickups.com. Check out the stuff I got going on. You can get all sorts of cool stuff like old looking pickups that are new. New looking pickups that are new. <laughs> you could get um, rewinds from me, uh, 30 bucks a coil. Um, 
fast turnaround time. Go to Instagram and look at all the cool old timey rewinds that I've done. And uh, if you have any questions, get a hold of me either Instagram or email or whatever. Awesome. I will answer. Awesome. By the way, I did just actually go try to buy TonyBaloney.com. <laughs> But it's taken. <laughs> I was going to try, but my keyboard is so loud. I was like, God, it's <laughs> yeah. the loudest keyboard known to man. <laughs> All uh, right. Uh, you can drop me a, an, an email, uh, Todd at theguitarknobs.com, or DM me on Instagram. And I, too, am extremely active there. So I'm happy to answer stuff. I would love to hear uh, anything you have to say that would I can then share to my fellow knobs, uh, including your just you know hey how you doing salutations what have you uh and also your would you rathers we're running a little light on the would you rathers guys i know you have them so just send them okay send up, please. we want to thank jesse from rude tech for hanging out with us uh and uh, door is always open to you now my friend and we uh, look forward to hearing what you are hearing about what you're producing in the near future so thank you for joining yeah, us thank you so much for having me i love the show yeah. Awesome. Great. We love it. It was, it was good. We had a lot of fun doing this one. We did. Yep. And playing your pedal. Awesome pedal. So, hey, everybody, have nice. a great guitar week and subscribe. Yeah. Perfect. It's going to be a big disappointment. Way to sell it. <laughs> Put a wire on it and then tape the wire to your finger. No, no, not Chicago. What? Chicago? Tony's bringing the sizzle. Oh, oh, oh. Well, yeah, you know, that's that's Tony. Hey, Tony. I'm Jesse. When you sing the 80s garbage, sure. I'm talking early 70s. Very cat. <laughs> Shut up, Tony. Can you adjust your uh, input there, brother? And that's just what's his name alone. That's his solo career. That's your dream. <laughs> You've been dreaming now. All right. Ooh. Check. Check. Sibilance. How am I now? <sighs> that's, much, that's better. Uh, All right. That was uh, quite we a good thing, baby. We live together. <laughs> no and no forever. We did it all for the glory. The either or the... Uh, would you rather is going to be, would you rather have 25 or six to four? <laughs> <laughs> what a, come on. What do you think, guys? Got to pick. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram, at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.